And welcome to another episode of Casting Reflections on Black Mirror, the mini series I'm doing that is, as it says, reviewing each episode of Black Mirror. As always, I'm here with the co-host of this series, Dan S. Hiya, Dan. Hello. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. How's things with yourself? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Um, obviously, we've been trying to do this episode for a week or so now, haven't we? Uh, <laughs> it's good to both get be able to get back online. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah, we've we've been trying for about a week, and then at the time of recording, the football season just started, and that game was delayed by ten minutes, and then had an extra ten minutes of delay in it. Yeah, and then I'm not going to say anything, but you know, I've had to wait a bit for you as well. But we're here now. That's the main yeah, thing. That's the main thing. Yeah. So this episode is Black Mirror season one, episode three, and it's called The Entire History of You. The episode premiered on Channel 4 on the 18th December 2011. And the interesting thing about this one, it was the only episode not written or co-written by the creator Charlie Brooker. Instead, it was a sitcom writer, Jesse Armstrong, who I think does Peep Show. Have you ever have you watched Peep Show? I have watched Peep Show, yeah. That's that's probably quite funny that he's done that because it's all very kind of from that perspective as well. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. So I've not really, to my my shame, I've not really watched Peep Show, but it is, that's what I thought is quite a a good choice because it is from that first person perspective almost, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, so this episode, so it stars Jodie Whittaker, I think is obviously the standout name from this as Fionn. We've got Tony Kebble as Liam. Before we dive into it, what, what were your thoughts on on this episode overall? Um, I think, without giving away the story, because I guess that's what you're going to go to in a minute, but I think this is the first episode in Black Mirror, or it's one of the Black Mirror episodes where you sit back and think, oh, what if that happened in real life? What if that, that was a technology that, that existed today and how would it affect the way you live? Um, so I think it does get you thinking and trying to work out how you would be in that situation because it does add a different dynamic to human nature almost. And yeah, you raise a good point. So obviously there will be spoilers for this episode, but it is twelve years old. So um, and also we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to do it justice. I think or some of the the, the areas of it, I think is, is still worth watching. But it's it's your it's your warning for that. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think this is the first proper black mirror feeling episode if you know what i mean yeah the first one we said agreed it it was shocking but felt like it was just that like a shock episode the second episode went all out it felt like with the tech and putting it in a really different setting scenario for the character this feels like it's that perfect blend of reality and what feels like it could be real with that tech that well we'll discuss as we go along but feels like it's not potentially far off or parts of it couldn't couldn't be far off. So it's that perfect blend of scary reality, isn't it? Yeah. And I think this is one that you and I have mentioned a couple of times before. I think this is another standout episode probably for a lot of people. Yeah, so when we used to discuss this, like over lunches or over walks or stuff, this is definitely one of the ones that came up um, as to, you know, did you see this episode and what, what do you think of it? There's probably a handful, about four or five of those type episodes, and this is definitely one of them. And last thing before we get stuck into the story, I've, when I was looking at this afterwards, I've seen it described as the saddest or the darkest episode of Black Mirror. Can you get that vibe? 
the saddest or darkest? I'm not sure, would I call it sad? I'm not sure those two words would spring to mind when I was describing this episode. I, I think I liked it more because of the intrigue of what it does to human nature. Um, yeah. And hu- not human nature, human behaviour um, when they're given more access to information. So I, d- I don't know, it's, that took me by surprise, those two words. It's not the two words I would I would use, but... Um, Okay, well, well, let's get into it. So I think I know where they're coming from, but but we'll discuss it at the end. So the episode is set in a reality where there's, I think they call it a grain technology. So everyone's got, it's like a little microchip behind the ear, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That records everything, isn't it? Everything they see. Yeah. And it starts off with Liam. Uh, you see he's a lawyer and he's, <laughs> I found this funny, he's having a performance review at work and it's clear he's, what's the word, insecure, I think, because yeah. he was really worried about it, wasn't it? And he was constantly replaying the review on the way home, wasn't he, to see yeah. if he thought he was going to stay. And and again, just on this, there was a funny line where they were saying that they're looking at a new area of litigation in retrospective parenting cases, which I thought was great because it was, and, and then they ex- explain it children suing parents later on in life if they got like a lack of attention which meant they weren't as confident in life i think i think we're probably not far away from seeing that yeah anyway he's replaying the meeting over and over on his commute home there was another thing i didn't quite get so he goes to an airport doesn't he i believe it's an airport and he goes through a scanner machine and it comes up with something saying timeline clear request a redo and he's asked to rewind his last 24 hours i didn't get why he had to do that or do you just think it's like a random... I I've, I think it's just um, maybe a random throwaway because I think that kind of thing was kind of used, would be used by airports to make sure he wasn't involved in any sort of terrorist activity. Before It's like a security check, isn't it? It's to make sure that you, you're not up to a funny business before you go on to a, a plane. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it's the next step up from yeah. security, you know, like clear fluids that we have now. This is, this is the next stage. It's <laughs> almost like a bizarre version of a stop and search isn't it ultimately yeah it's yeah stop and search but not physical i mean it's scary territory now aren't we it's scary because nothing you know in that world nothing's private you know you know if if today someone said to you right i need to scan everything you've seen in the last 24 hours you think oh hang on a minute and then you'd have to try and think about what you've done in the last 24 hours but (laughs) you don't you don't want to be viewed by some random security guy yeah yeah, can you imagine that? At any point, somebody could ask you to show you your last 24 hours. And it might not even be anything dodgy legally-wise. It, it might just be something you just don't want them to see, yeah. right? Yeah, something that's just embarrassing. It's a, um... yeah. <laughs> Which, we, no, we wouldn't have anyway, I know. Yeah, obvi- so, obviously. Anyway, quickly, quickly moving on. And this is obviously then where the story starts getting interesting. So he gets to, uh, it's a friend's house, isn't it, where they're having, or, yeah. or friends of his wife, they're having a dinner party and he sees his wife sitting with this man and they're laughing. She looks at him and then comes over. And I think they do a good job of making it clear that he's out of place amongst them all, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's, he kind of feels really, I think he feels above them, doesn't he? He's like, he's just bored with them. So she comes over, explains his appraisal was dreadful. And this is the first interesting thing that happens. So they all start laughing. And so one of them says, throw it up on screen. Let's have a look. Yeah, that'd be horrific, wouldn't it? So I think that's the key thing. So not only can you replay in your own mind all the, the memories, but you can then actually then, um, what's the word, project it onto a TV screen, which they then start doing. 
So, and, and they're looking at it. So, yeah. What do you feel about that? Because it's also the way they just, in that reality, they seem so up for doing it. Because when they, that's right, when, when we got there, or when he got there, sorry, one of the characters was like replaying something about like a sofa or a bit of furniture he bought and they were that's, all getting bored with right, it. That's right, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's you, you know, some people would just do it, wouldn't they? You'd get the, the kind of, the extroverts would go out and go, oh, look at what happened this morning. Look at this funny joke I told to, you know, this car salesman and then put it up on for everyone to be displayed. And then there's the reverse of what we saw of the introverted person who goes, oh yeah, I had a bit of a bad meeting today. Oh, let's see it. Let's let's experience yeah. let's experience what you did. Let's put it up. Let's see what you did wrong. Let me tell you what you did wrong. And it's yeah. just you could just see people being forward and almost like that becomes expected rather than like people don't like sometimes talking about this stuff and they'll ask, you know, intrusive yeah. questions and now they get to see the whole lot. It's like the next YouTube really, isn't it? It's but it's taking it that that step further in how personal it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so they, yep, so they they look at it, they move on. Then he starts asking his wife about Jonas, who was the chap she was talking to. And he he reruns the moment when he first walks in to see them. So she's laughing with him. And then she looks over, she looks concerned and comes over. During dinner, uh, Jonas starts giving a speech about how he thinks relationships are a sham. And... And we'll come on to this after he doesn't he say something about at one point he had a woman waiting for him upstairs while he was downstairs pleasuring himself while replaying the memory of another yeah. woman. I yeah. mean, we're starting to really get into messed up territory here, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, really messed up and takes that whole um revenge porn to a whole new level as well, doesn't it? Because actually nothing is now private. You, you know, people could throw that up on a screen to to watch. Yeah. That's the thing now, we can kind of forget memories. You can remember something happened, but you can kind of forget the the nasty details over time. But as we talk about forgetting memories, so the other key thing that's revealed at dinner is there was one of the guests, she reveals that she had her grain removed in what was called a gouging. So that's where I think people were paid to steal other people's memory chips on demand. I'm guessing to get off on people's memories. Yeah. So she said, yeah, she was attacked in the street. But during the whole dinner, Liam is constantly looking at his wife to see how she's reacting to jokes and stories said by by Jonas. Now, the interesting thing here as well is during it, they say that the reason why these chips are so great is that organic memories can be faked. So there's this indication or the implication, sorry, that I could, talk to you and, and start implanting false memories that later down the line you'll remember as being real so the only way of ever knowing exactly what's going on is by having this this grain chip anyway on the way home they invite jonas over but when they get back they kind of decide against it and send him away and he goes somewhere else something that's glossed over again fairly quickly is they then replace the, the baby has got one of these chips as well i've clocked that and i've got that written as a bullet yeah. point um because so they obviously have access to their baby's vision because then they made sure that the babysitter hadn't done anything dodgy and he obviously made a throwaway joke didn't he about the, the pedophile babysitter yeah. and then obviously yeah. then they watched watch the footage to make sure nothing dodgy or i don't know if it's just to, just to see what the night was like but that is an invasion in privacy as well yeah, I mean, so implanting this this chip in right from the baby, and I get it, it's the perfect security 
system for a child, right? Yeah. There's another episode in Black Mirror later on, isn't there, where it happens where a child's a lot older, but obviously we'll review that at the time because that <laughs> opens up another massive can of worms. I think I've forgotten that one. So, yeah, okay. So it then starts carrying on, and this is this is ultimately now the the meat of the episode so he and his wife he's arguing because he's obviously still jealous about the, the way she was reacting to him and she admits then so she, i think she'd always said to him that she'd had a brief fling with someone in Mar- marrakesh i think it was yeah but didn't know it was him so then she admits that she slept with him and they start arguing um about it because he starts catching her out in a lie like she said she only saw him for a week and then kind of turns out that it might have been a bit more so they they continue arguing continue arguing he then in something he says something like sometimes you're a, a real bitch and she gets really angry and comes back and she replays that to him to you know she was so angry with him and he goes yeah but you missed off the, the word beforehand sometimes so again it's it's yeah. how people want to pick and choose what they remember then we get to like the next one of the the next disturbing kind of scenes where they're having sex, but they're just going through the motions, one bit, um, but are both replaying back another time of when, basically, I'm assuming at the start of their relationship, right, when they were much more into it. Well, I kind of clocked, and maybe this is incorrect, I clocked that he was looking at a time where, um, of a previous, you know, of a start of their relationship. But I don't think it ever clocks what she's looking at. And then it kind of adds mm. to another point whereby... Actually, yeah. she could be, she could be watching any memory. She doesn't have to yeah. be watching any 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 memory of him. And again, that opens up another kind of like that's messed up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Actually, yeah, that's true. It was his. I think it was from his point of view. But you could see because the effect they do on the eyes. Yeah, she was she was, was glazed yeah. over, so she was looking at a memory. But yeah, I don't think yeah. we ever found out which one. So he then goes downstairs afterwards or she wakes up and he's downstairs and you can see he's replaying the memories from the dinner party earlier. And you then see the next little sort of cool thing that this tech can do. And he zooms in to start doing its lip read reconstruction. So even though he didn't hear what they were saying, the application can actually then transcribe what was saying. He does that. And actually, I didn't write down though what they thought or what it was saying. I think it was just her saying, um, I was worried about seeing you tonight or something along those lines, or I'm surprised to see you, I was worried about seeing you, uh, which kind of indicated there was something, we don't know what at this point, but there was something between them at some point. And this is where this episode just starts really sort of powering along here. He is then, when he's redoing his memory of the guests putting their memories on on the screen at the dinner party he then zooms in on those memories as he's flicking through and i think he sees a picture of this jonas with his wife at a time when she said they weren't together yeah that's right i think they're in a background of a video aren't they she's kissing him um in the, in the background of a video footage memory yeah when she said they'd they'd been uh, long gone so you then start getting the other wrinkle that it's not even his memories that are now proving what's happening so Liam starts to get angrier and angrier as he imagines Jonas is rewatching memories of when he was with his wife, which I guess you would start thinking. Yeah. And he then sort of gets so angry, he goes in the car to confront his this this guy, this Jonas. And again, another interesting thing is that the grain tech was 
telling him he, sh- he was drunk and shouldn't be driving. That's that's the only feature in this episode. Where I thought oh, that's quite good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, was it the grain tech or was it something else? Because you saw when he got in a taxi at the start, he also paid. It was like a digital screen. So I'm wondering if the, this might actually not be anything to do with the memory tech, but maybe it's the car, wasn't it? The car was telling yeah. him not to drive, but he wasn't. He wasn't in any. Uh, condition or frame of mind to uh, or to listen to the car so he turns up drunk and he confronts this Jonas about pleasuring himself to images of his wife argument ensues oh and again this was the interesting thing because uh, my wife was watching this and I kind of said to him and she wasn't paying attention to it though for she goes oh didn't didn't the other woman didn't that Jonas's girlfriend call the police and I said she did but if you hear the conversation it sounded like the police wanted her to send the video of the memory of them fighting over to them, but she couldn't because she'd had her chip gouged. Oh, I didn't clock that. Okay. So they weren't, it sounded like they weren't taking it seriously. It was almost like they didn't want to investigate it if she couldn't yeah. prove it. Yeah, I found that funny. So he forces this Jonas to delete all the memories of him with his wife. He hits Jonas with a bottle. And the next thing you see is then, um, you see he's crashed his car. He relives the memory of what he do, what's happened to him and he sees he threatens Jonas to gouge him if he doesn't delete all the memories of wife, which he does. And he then confronts his wife. When he gets back, he confronts his wife, Fionn, about the affair. Then what he does is zoom in on the memory of Jonas deleting the images of his wife. So after he's crashed his car, I said he relives to see if he killed that Jonas or what. He's You can see him, Jonas, on the screen. Oh, that's it. Yeah, sorry, that's it. I've missed a key point because... Liam asked Jonas to put the memories on screen so we could see for sure that they would be deleted. When he's reliving that, he can see an image of his wife in bed with Jonas in their own bed 18 months earlier. So it shows they were still having the affair. Now, she said they were on a, to quote Ross and Rachel, they were on a break. But obviously, she's cheating on him in his house, in his bed, and she'd be lying. So it then, after that... that Big bust up. It then flicks to an empty house. So sometime later, he's reliving memories of his wife and kid. The episode ends with quite a nasty scene of him with a razor blade cutting the chip out of his head. So firstly, what is your take on the episode? And what's your, especially of when it starts really powering along in terms of the, the actual story? Um, I think it's, it's, I think there's quite a lot of things to talk about, even though like, you know, there's probably one concept we're going to talk about. I think it opens up a whole new wide range of stuff. And, you know, we, we've we seen it, haven't we, in real life with the introduction of social media and the introduction of pictures being on the internet, but how obsessive people can get. Um, and, you know, scarily, it does weird things to some people, like with jealousy. But this is taking it to a whole new level where he's obviously obsessing about every little thing. You know, if you take one example of where she was trying to downplay the relationship to Marrakesh in Marrakesh that she had, which, you know, at the start of a relationship, you probably would do. You wouldn't go into a relationship and just say, oh, by the way, I've just been heartbroken. Yeah. I've been screwed yeah. over and I'm trying to start again. You wouldn't say that to a new partner. So it's, yeah. it's a white, harmless lie to kind of start a relationship. But then it now becomes a big problem because now it appears that she's lying. And I kind of think that kind of lying is okay. And his obsessive behavior, I think, would probably mirror, clever pun there, would probably mirror what a lot of people in the world would do today. I, th- I think a lot of people would get like that, not just in personal relationships, but in professional relationships. And yeah, it's interesting what it does to him. 
and you know, he sits down and obsesses over videos and watches it again and again and again and again. Yeah, it becomes a bit too obsessive where I think he gets to a point where he thinks this is far too much. You know, if, if he didn't have that grain in him, their relationship would have been fine because the first yes. break, the first break um, that she had, they had when he, she did sleep with this other guy, I think that break happened because he was obsessing about the other boyfriend that happened bef- before right, before yes. her as well, right? So yeah. she goes, oh, don't go weird like you did with Dave type thing. And that's when they split the first time. So actually, without that grain at all, their relationship would have been completely fine because he'd have nothing to obsess over. He has to take everything at face value. And a lot of the things he got obsessed about were completely blown out of proportion because he reanalyzed it and thought the worst every single time. Yeah, and that's a really good point because the bit at the start with him and his performance review, I thought at first, oh, it's just an attempt to show you the tech. But it's a fact it's a constant thing in the first 10 or 15 minutes replaying it over to the point where they're trying to look at was the... Uh, the person doing the review put in a tick or a cross. Yeah. It's almost like, no, it's a tick. You're good. You're good. So the, it, he's yeah. obsessing to that level of detail. And, and just, like think said, how, the- how, just think how many scenarios that, you know, in in real world where you'd be faced like that. How many times have me or you driven home from work thinking, oh, I wonder what really happened in that meeting? Or I wonder what the tone of voice that my boss used, what did that really mean? And, you know, and you think of all the medical stuff where you're talking to doctors who are giving you important decisions. You're like, oh, did, did the doctor imply that this is serious? Is it not serious? And you you would rewatch it again and again and again. Well, actually, on the doctor, you've given a good idea in terms of, you know, when you when you can get an appointment, you always, or oh, I tend to leave thinking, I never said this, I never said that. Whereas at the time you're suffering with something, you could record all your memories and then you can actually play it to them yeah the thing about yeah the did you say this or that that is the key thing because how many conversations arguments disagreements whether it's with a friend with a partner in the office where you said this no i didn't i said that it's like no i i and both of you clearly say you remember one version well this is and this is ultimately what he's doing isn't it because like you said at the start she told a harmless white lie because he didn't need to know like you said whether her relationship was a month or two months with someone he didn't really need to know that if it was before him but he's like proving her wrong when he's found something that's she said wrong he's then determined to almost forensically prove her wrong yeah yeah that's exactly it and um just going back to the the interview not the interview the, the performance appraisal is he replayed that clip of his boss or whoever it was, the leader, saying those same things again and again and again. And I think he picked up on on one word being used, which was probably, and I think he said something along the lines of, I probably hope to see you again. And when you watch that episode, I don't think you clock that he uses the word probably, but it's only because he keeps on replaying it and replaying yeah. it and replaying it. It becomes obvious that he said that, which could be just, you know, what some people are like. They feel conversations with words and it could just be something as really trivial as that but he's based his whole performance appraisal on him using the word probably in that sentence yeah, and it's yeah. uh it's quite interesting how it kind of goes off on a not a tangent it goes down a rabbit hole on on that appraisal to get to the point like you said looking to see if they've ticked boxes looking to see if they say certain words 
The other interesting thing about that appraisal, and this is nothing to do with how good he was at his job, I don't know if you realised, but on the table there was bottles of beer or bottles of some sort of drink. You know, like how advertisements do product placement. There was like five bottles of the same drink on that table, and I thought they're advertising because they people rewatch clips. They literally got products of a product in the in the room, watch it so people could go back and see it. No, I didn't clock that, but I clocked they were big because I saw how odd it is to have like alcohol in a. It looked it looked room. like beer, yeah. didn't it? And I it thought did, it did, yeah. And I'm like, that's product placement. They're advertising, knowing that this conversation is going to be rewatched. <laughs> How did you feel about him? Because I didn't know whether I should feel sorry for him or dislike him because he was obsessive and, you know, he was, it sounds like also he's kind of treated her, I won't say necessarily treated her mean, but he's been mean in the past. But then he did prove that she was ultimately cheating on him. So I didn't know whether I was supposed to dislike him or feel sorry for him. I think a bit of both. Like I said, if if he hadn't given her a hard time because he had the grain, I don't think they'd have any problems in the first place. It's a difficult one. Can you imagine being with someone who, who kept on doing that? Though? It was like, you know that conversation we had four Wednesdays ago, you said this and that's not yeah. what happened. And I, I think that would drive you to insanity, wouldn't it, in the end? And also, it's the fact that how you use it the way you want to. So there was the the joke that, that Jonah said, which I, I really liked it. I think he said something like, I'm I'm a serial monogamist. I'm staying loyal to my cornflakes or something like yeah. that, which which I found funny. But he obviously, and he saw his wife laugh and he then took uh, offence at that. So he was trying to prove that it wasn't funny. So he then plays that clip to the babysitter when he gets home, right? Do you remember that? Also in that scene, it's got him saying, Oh yeah, we've uh, when we get home, we'll check the the grain of my of our baby just to check on the pedo babysitter. Yeah. She hears that and he goes, "I oh, don't worry, that's just a joke." But it's like, so that's a joke. But then this guy who's done a joke about cereal, you know, yeah, monogamy, he's taking offence that that isn't funny, and he's trying to prove that that it's not funny. I didn't actually, I didn't actually pick, I picked up on the fact that she watched a joke unintentionally. Um, I didn't pick up on the fact that he was trying to downplay the other joke compared to his joke, which was serious just as not funny as the first one <laughs> well you'd argue his was even worse wasn't it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so let's talk about the text so we kind of don't have it now and i say kind of because as you rightly said a lot of people put all their memories down on instagram facebook twitter i guess the next evolution would be if something like google glass took off then you could be in a period of time where you could be recording everything right yeah, I think you'll get to a point where it's done very quickly on cars. So, you know, everyone's driving will be monitored. But yeah, Google Glass could potentially do it in the future. It's one of those ones where it has lots of benefits. But I just think the negative part of it just outweighs the positives. I think, you know, from a positive point of view, crime rates would be slashed, wouldn't they? Because you wouldn't be able to do anything because you'd be... Car you know, accidents. Be, car accidents. You know, you'd be seen as... Um, You'd be, people could see what you're doing concretely, but I just think people are dangerous with too much information, and this is this is the in the too much information part. And what about the the ending? Did you? Because I've seen debate for that. Do you? Did you think he'd killed the wife? Like I sent you a text, I and I had to look this up. I thought the first time I watched it, I thought it turned out that he'd murdered his wife, but obviously. When we watched it, he didn't. And then I googled it, and it looks like I've I've completely made up that ending. 
Um, and I don't think it ever played out like that. But it, I feel like something bad happened. And because the way he's like slouching around the house, watching videos of mum and kid before he takes a grain out, it feels like that's done in a memorial type thing. So I feel like that could have could have happened. Yeah, I think I remember when I first watched it thinking he had done. But then when I watched it this time, it felt more like he's now just obsessing on the fact that his obsession has cost him. So I did find something. Charlie Brooker has said the ending was intended to indicate that Fionn had left Liam with their, had left Liam along with their child, whose biological father was Liam. Brooker commented that if there is a moral, it's that Liam shouldn't have gone looking for something that was only going to upset him, which that feels a bit harsh there. <laughs> but, but the interesting thing here and about the text, the episode's first draft was too long. Brooker conceived of several consequences of the grains, such as people going to the cinema to have affairs because the grains would be turned off for copyright reasons. Yeah, that's quite a cool aspect of it as well. So, yeah, that's it when you're starting to get into kind of all those sort of things. So, yeah, if you're watching TV, are you, are you allowed to do that in theory? It's one of those episodes, and obviously they've gone down the relationship route, but, you know, there's, there's little tangents they could have gone off on and done a whole episode, like the girl that had her grain removed and didn't have it replaced, and what impact that had on the police, and like you said, like with cinemas and stuff, and, you know, things that are just like, in this episode, which are almost throwaway comments, they could almost do a whole episode on one of those throwaway comments. Yes, um, yeah. And, and, and that's what I think they do quite well. Yeah, and that's actually what you said was key thing, because the woman who did have it taken out, she decided she didn't want to have it back in because she said that's something like she'd never felt happier or freer than without that in just another note i had was that the director between takes would give different notes on how they should behave to the 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 main actors so but neither of them would know what the other got so they wouldn't know how the other person was going to act which i find interesting that's quite good yeah and the last sort of note i had was that this episode the idea of it was optioned or had the rights for a film optioned. Um, in 2013, it was reported that Robert Downey Jr. and George Clooney had bid for the rights to option the idea with the intention of making a film. They planned to write the script, which would be about a man who used a grain to repeat memories of his deceased wife, um, gradually learning a big secret while he was doing so. In 2018, it was commented that the project was in development hell, saying that no... Uh, no progress was made, but he was still interested. And it also suggested that Robert Downey Jr.'s option had lapsed. So I think a lot of the episodes you could probably make a film out of it, like you said, even from a throwaway comments, right? Yeah, I think it'd be a good film. I think it's a good storyline, a good concept. Yeah. No, and what, it, what, what year did you say this one was made in? It was 2011. 2011, okay. So we're still talking 12 years ago. And it hasn't... And I wonder how many will say this, but it hasn't dated. That looks like that could have been done this year, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And some of the you know the concepts, like I guess social media was still huge back then, wasn't it? But you know the way social media has got now must must have been slightly different to twelve years ago. But it seems to have captured that obsession that that people would have. Let's say then, as a concept, would you want that? And let's say let's say you couldn't have it removed. I think it would depend on what everyone else was doing. If everyone else I knew had it, I think I think you'd have to go with the flow because I'd never win an argument again, and I'm not sure I can kind of cope with that. <laughs> if someone started like playing the bits which made me lose discussions or lose debates, 
I think you'd have to. Like, if you're in a relationship and you have a half habit, had it, I think you'd definitely have to have it. But I also, I also think I'd regret it. So yeah, I, I just think it's no good will come. Well, we said no good will come of it. Good would come from like you could prove who caused an accident that yeah crime would go down. But there's one of two things: you either would you have the option to not be able to to broadcast it to a screen for other people to see? In which case, if you're then looking at your husband or your wife and you see they're replaying a memory and laughing it's like what memory are you looking at why are you yeah. laughing you know yeah. there'd be that that kind of thing and then if you can broadcast it it'll be like i saw the way you looked at that woman as we you know at dinner oh, i wasn't honest and then okay let's have a look and then you see you could be seen eyeing up it, there's no good no good coming from some of the little things like you said that somebody might think are harmless but depending on the personality of someone else how it's perceived i think if i could choose to you know if i could decide for the entire population and you said to me well either the whole population can have it or the whole population doesn't have it i would choose doesn't have it yeah yeah but i think me as an individual in a population that make their own decision i think you'd be kind of tempted to to have it yeah because you'd be forced to lose almost every argument yeah I don't think I don't think my ego could take that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying anything. So so overall, what do you think of the episode? Thumbs up, thumbs down, in between. Thumbs up. I'd I'd give it a nine out of ten. So this uh, out of a three, yeah, out of a three, I think this is the best one so far. Yeah, I I was thinking along the lines of an eight. I see it is the best one so far. Like I said, I think for me this is the this is the quintessential Black Mirror recipe. So it feels realistic because the tech, what they're doing, isn't that far out there. But it's also terrifying at the same time. And I think for me, that's what that's the key blend of an episode. So yeah, I'm giving it, I think I'll give it an eight. I can't remember. I sh- do you know what? When these episodes go out, I, um, I'll start keeping the scoreboard. <laughs> um, anything else on this episode? I mean, it's interesting to see... Um, Jodie Whittaker in it, and there was also that guy Jimmy that was, Mystery, wasn't it? I'm guessing Jodie Whittaker. That was probably bef- it must have been before she was Doctor Who. So what she's probably known for Broadchurch at that point. Well, it's definitely before Doctor Who. Let's have a look. Just how well known she was. I don't, I don't know at the time. This is bad on me. So, so she'd been, yeah, she'd been in a few things for five years. Um, she was in oh, the, the British sitcom, uh, sitcom Soap Doctors, Dale and Pasco. Because I must admit, when she was announced as Doctor Who, I had never, I'd never heard of her before. So I think it's Doctor Who that kind of shot at stardom, wasn't it? Yeah, and Broadchurch came after Black Mirror. Oh, did it? Oh, okay. Yeah, it came a couple of years after. Um, so yeah, so like I said, this was um, this was probably before her real, her real big big time but let's hear all our fans have a shout at us as we say that yeah. but but yeah i think that's what's interesting as well going back to see kind of the names because i always remember um like the big names that have been in it like um bryce dallas howard she was in the one that i can't wait to get to like the popularity one yeah and yeah it's just funny seeing some of the names that have been in the earlier ones that i've completely forgotten so yeah. yeah okay so best episode so far anything else you want to say on this episode or series yet um no no i think if anyone hasn't watched black mirror before i think this if you and you want to just watch one episode i'd recommend this one 
I think this this go. one will get you thinking and make you want to watch more. Yeah, it's probably probably be the best first. Yeah, like I said, the first one rather than maybe the Prime Minister one because I I know that that episode put a lot of people off potentially yeah. watching anymore, didn't it? So yeah, yeah, indeed. Cool. All right. Um, just for a go again, do you just want to shout out the Just Football socials? Um, yep. So uh, Twitter or X account is um, makes it sound bad, doesn't it? Our X our X account is or hashtag whatever it's called is at Just Football Pod. Um, available on all podcasting platforms. Uh, so come and give us a follow and a listen. And as for as for this casting views, well, you're listening to it, so you already know about it. But yeah, like, share, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. If I want your opinion, I will give it to you. Come on, take what we've got, cause you need it. Don't make us get a spark and roll.